And at this big firm, all they did was dangle the carrot in front of you, like, you can become a partner. You can become a part. Oh, the partners are here. The partners meeting, the partners retreat, partner, partner, partner. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even want to have lunch with these people, let alone like call them my life partners. Um, So things started to unravel at about year five and a half of the six I was there. And it wasn't a good fit. I couldn't play the game. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined by Rosanna Berardi. She's the managing partner of Berardi Immigration Law and the CEO of High Wire Woman, where she helps working women create a blueprint to live their lives in a simpler way and take back their most precious commodity, their time. Starting as a one-woman operation in Rosanna's apartment 15 years ago, Berardi Immigration Law is now a multi-million dollar firm. But she was also fired from the largest law firm in Buffalo, New York. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show. We all know that I like having recurring guests, but I've also started having guests on a bonus podcast called Bright Bulbs. It's a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed, and we have a lot of fun talking about silly ideas and creative projects we may or may not ever get into. If you want to access this special bonus podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Alex Williams. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. Or just click the first link in the show notes. Thanks for your support. Now, enjoy the show. Rosanna Berardi, ready to talk about one of your broken bulbs? Let's do it. Fantastic. Let's talk about how after being fired, you were told you would never work in Buffalo again. Now, uh, I mean, that's not like a nice thing for somebody to say. Like, that's kind of insult to injury. So why don't you tell us about that experience? So, Alex, um, I wasn't one of those kids that came out of the womb wanting to be a lawyer. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was always kind of a mediocre student, but I was terrible at math and science, decided English was my cup of tea, thought I was going to be a teacher, then said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be a lawyer because a law degree can, you know, lead you to a lot of good places. So fast forward, I wind up somehow landing a job at the largest law firm in Buffalo, New York, about 250 lawyers, really well known throughout New York State, the place to be as a lawyer. Um, And I was there for six years. And at first it was okay. Um, I'm a first generation immigrant. My dad came from Italy when he was 14 years old, was self-employed his whole life. Uh, My brother's a dentist. He's been self-employed his whole life. So we've got a little bit of that entrepreneurial bug. But I thought I'm supposed to be in a big firm now. I'm supposed to it's so prestigious and oh, well, you know, I work at the big firm. So I played the game for a while, but I'm not a really good game player. Um, what you see is what you get with me. And that doesn't go really far in a big firm. And at this big firm, all they did was dangle the carrot in front of you. Like you can become a partner. You can become a part. Oh, the partners are here. The partners meeting, the partners retreat, partner, partner, partner. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even want to have lunch with these people, let alone like call them my life partners. Um, So things started to unravel at about year five and a half of the six I was there. And it wasn't a good fit. I couldn't play the game. 
Um, I was excellent at developing business. When I did that, they were like, oh, but your hours are low. When I my hours were high, they were like, oh, you didn't develop enough business. The formula was created for failure. Um, and it just, I'm not a game player, wasn't a good fit. But it's hard to leave the biggest game in town. Really hard. I probably wouldn't have left unless I was pushed out the door. Um, and things things went south. And and you know, to quote like Gwyneth Paltrow, it wasn't it wasn't a divorce. It was a conscious uncoupling <laughs> <laughs> from my employer. I consciously uncoupled. Um, and you know, they said, "Oh yeah, good luck. You're not going to work in this town. No, no one's going to hire you. You know, you come from the biggest." law firm like we're the only firm that matters blah 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 and i did the only thing i knew how to do and i started my own law firm um with my dad saying my god i came here to this country with a suitcase not knowing the language and i was self-employed for 40 years like you have a law degree like figure this out all you need is a computer and i was like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna work from home now mind you this was 16 years ago people were not working from home 16 years ago, it was just sort of becoming a term. Um, so I did just that. I had one client follow me. I had a computer, I bought a printer, it was 300 bucks. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, $300. Um, and I still compete with that big firm. My firm right now is actually bigger than their immigration group. Um, so yeah, I think I've I've wound up on the right side of the coin. <laughs> That's got to feel good, almost like a stick it to the man kind of situation. And in in this, I, I'm curious because you said that had you not been fired, you might never have left. You might have just stayed always with those carrots dangling in front of you and always with those kind of obnoxious criticisms you were getting. I'm curious if if there's something in your mentality that's changed now where you might see those opportunities and you might see those changes that you need to make uh, before they kind of end up pushing you out the door. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've definitely become more confident over the years and can identify things that aren't the right fit. And I really approach my whole business philosophy is like that. Um, not every client's the right client for us. We turn a lot of work away. Now, at the beginning, when I had the firm and I just needed money, I would take any client. But as time goes on, um, you know, in in my mind, the 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 more narrow you you make the funnel, you're not trying to please everybody, right? You're trying to please the people that you want to please, and that's really important to notice to notice that and to act on it. Because left to my own devices, 16 years ago. It's a ballsy move to say, oh, I'm just going to go leave this firm and and do something else. And, you know, a lot of lawyers that go out on their own don't make it. They don't last very long. It can be very difficult. Um, for me, I view it as a calling. This was what I was called to do um, in the last 16 years. It's never I don't want to say it's never felt like work. It rarely feels like work, just like breathing. Like this is who I am and what I do. What you're saying about this. Uh, awareness of who you are and confidence in who you are, as well as confidence in who you need to work for and, and who you need as clients. Now, taking that idea and expanding it into specific lessons for the audience, you know, our audience is largely entrepreneurs and creative types. How, what's 
what's something simple, if there is something simple that we can do to keep that in mind and to make sure that we're working with and for the right people? You got to turn off the noise, right? You've got to turn off the noise of your competition. You've got to turn off the noise of the haters, the non-believers, those that say, oh, the world does not need another lawyer. God, they should close all the law schools. Or, oh God, my competitor got this big client and I don't have that. Turn it off, put your head down, stay in your own lane. You do you and you'll you'll wind up exactly where you need to be. So often we get ourselves into these competitions with people that don't even know we're competing with them or care. And it becomes the focus and, and you lose your true self in that way. So even now, you know, a few years ago, I started doing a media campaign on one of the local radio stations here in Buffalo. And one of my competitors was doing it already. And part of me was like, eh, he's doing it. I, I shouldn't bother. Well, guess what? I bothered. I blew him out of the water. And now I'm the go-to person a few years later because I turned off the noise. I forgot about him and said, I'm going to do me and I'm going to do this differently. And of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear what's working for you. Of course, you're not just a lawyer. You're not just a successful lawyer. You have a podcast of your own. Do you want to tell us about your show and where we can go to find it? Yeah, sure. So my day job, I'm an immigration lawyer, um, but my side passion is I work with um, I work with women, women who are trying to have it all, do it all. The pandemic's been really hard. So I have a consulting business called High Wire Woman, like the high wire at the circus. Um, all of us women are trying to just balance on it and not fall off. And High Wire Woman is a podcast that airs every week. Um, and I talk to other women or business owners that solve problems. Sometimes we talk about money, sometimes we talk about food, sometimes we talk about finance, or I don't want to say dieting, eating better. Um, but I'm not really selling much through High Wire Woman other than providing really good content and problem solving for working women. Fantastic. And honestly, although it's geared towards women, I listened to an episode myself and thought it was fantastic. So I'm excited to share with everybody and I'm going to put links to that and everything else that you're up to down in the show notes. And with that, I just got to say thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Turn off the noise, focus on you and put your head down and stay in your lane. Special thank you to Rosanna for joining me and being willing to talk about her broken bulbs. Be sure to check out her work which I have linked down in the show notes. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.